Welcome to Digital Detectives, reports from the battlefront. We'll discuss computer forensics, electronic discovery, and information security issues and what's really happening in the trenches. Not theory, but practical information that you can use in your law practice, right here on the Legal Talk Network. Welcome to the 79th edition of Digital Detectives. We're glad to have you with us. I'm Sharon Nelson, president of Sensei Enterprises. And I'm John Simic, vice president of Sensei Enterprises. Today on Digital Detectives, our topic is cybersecurity for Macs. Before we get started, I'd like to thank our sponsors. We would like to thank our sponsor, SiteLock, the global leader in website security solutions. Learn more at sitelock.com forward slash legal forward slash digital detectives. We'd also like to thank our sponsor, PINow.com. If you need a private investigator you can trust, visit PINow.com to learn more. We're delighted to welcome as today's guest, Tom Lambot. Tom is the CEO of Global Mac IT, a national managed service provider that provides complete end-to-end legal technology services to Mac-based law firms. Their services provide leadership and direction to transform law firm operations and boost profits by leveraging technology. Tom is the author of Hassle-Free Mac IT Support for Law Firms and Legal Boost Big Profits Through an IT Transformation. He also has a forthcoming book being published by the ABA Law Practice Division titled Max in Law. It's great to have you with us today, Tom. Thanks for having me. Well, Tom, let's get started. John and I have frequently noted that Mac users have a false sense of security. Why do you think that is? This is something I, I, I preach and preach and preach the more. Uh, what I found, I think it's because Macs have always been touted as they don't get viruses. And so because of that, I found that most Mac users are far too lackadaisical in their approach towards security based upon that old notion, which is, oh, Macs don't get viruses, therefore they think they're safe. But in, in fact, they do, right, Tom? They do. Um, you know, they don't get viruses, but they get Trojans, malware, and adware. Uh, we run software for all of our clients, and we find items on a weekly basis that need to be removed. Uh, most common are adware and malware. Java and Flash have also had exploits that have been common, and Apple has even had a few security vulnerabilities in the past year alone. In doing this for you know just about 10 years, this is our 10th year now, about 20 to 80% of the Macs, when we first take over service for our clients, have some kind of malware or adware on the computer. So it's a lot higher than most people realize. Oh, it absolutely is. And of course, as, as Apple's market has expanded, it, it's become more vulnerable because now it's a, b- a better target for the bad guys. Absolutely. And law firms are definitely a, a target worth attacking. They have all the good stuff. <laughs> they surely do. Like data, data, which is black gold. It's the new oil today. Mm-hmm. H- how has the evolution of cybercrime increased the security threats uh, to Mac users? Well, in the old days, cybercrime business was pretty simple, right? We're going, we're going back 100, 200 years. So you bought a gun or a knife, you'd hide in an alley, you'd uh, say, stick them up when someone walks by and you take their money. Startup costs were low, it was pretty easy to get started. Like any business owners, they wanted to expand. How can I grow my business? Trains came along and instead of robbing one person at a time, they could rob two to 300 people at once. So it was far more lucrative. And today, thanks to advancements in technology and an ever-increasing trend of storing you know, financial and personal information on third-party cloud platforms, the new train robberies are cybercrime-related. You know, um, 
all they need to do now is hack into a single large platform. They can use advanced technology to rob millions. You know, the data breaches are almost make daily headlines, and people almost are are desensitized to them. I would say, you know, Yahoo had a billion accounts, you know, just a couple years ago here, and in that tying in the Mac users again, the big security threat to Mac users is that mentality that hey, I'm I don't have to worry about security because I'm on a Mac. And so it's all the it's it's cybercrime has evolved in so many different arenas now that the viruses is only a tiny slice of the pie. There's so many other things out there that they need to be concerned with. So, so Tom, what would you consider to be one of the the biggest threat to a to a Mac user? You know, I would say just I mean, when you look at software as a service again, the threats have shifted from an insecure server that might be in your closet next to the water cooler to you know, cloud-based services where all the data is stored. If that data is only protected by weak passwords and badly trained end users um, that are easily susceptible to phishing attacks, um, then it does. You know, th- those type of cases don't care if you're on a Mac or Windows computer. Um, so that's what they need to look at. Is is again, where is data being stored? What has changed? How are my users? using the computers. So it goes far deeper than, oh, we got a Mac, so we don't have to worry about viruses, therefore we're safe. Well, they certainly think they are, and I know we hear that all the time from solo and small firms, say uh, 10 or less people there, users there. Uh, they really don't think they need to worry about it. Are they wrong? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the common, uh, again, it's it keeps coming back to mindset. And the mindset here is, hey, we're small. No one's going to bother to hack us, right? We're just a small, you know, real estate law firm. We're just a small, um, you know, whatever it is. They just think that they're too small and that hackers just go for the big ones. Uh, But law firms are considered to be one-stop shops um, because they have all that high-value information in a well-organized, you know, manner often with much weaker security than their clients. You know, they might be doing work for a large company uh, who might maybe has a thousand people on staff or 500 and they have the, you know, really advanced security protocols in place, but they might need to hire this law firm for some specific legal work. Uh, And the law firm often, when they're smaller, you know, the smaller the firm, the more relaxed they are in their security measures. So uh, it's it's an easy, easy place to shop. Well, Tom, I, I think most users, computer users anyway, they're, they're pretty much up to speed or they, they know about this whole virus thing and, and all that. And <clears throat> they've taken precautions on uh, around around that. But can you kind of share what are your thoughts about a, a security threat that, uh, that most Mac users just aren't even really considering or even aware of? So one that's been happening, uh, we've had multiple instances just in the past, uh, just in the past quarter, is hacked email. Um, we've all received a spam message from a friend's account, and kind of, we kind of roll our eyes and we go, "Oh, their Yahoo account got hacked, right?" The telltale sign, and uh, we get offers for ten million dollars for overseas accounts. So that's what most people think of when they think of someone's email being hacked. Um, What's frightening, though, is that the more sophisticated hackers nowadays, they don't log in and send spam email. They don't even leave any clues that they're inside and reading your email. So they sit there and they watch and they read and they wait for their opportunity. When a sophisticated hacker gets in your email, they can learn so much about your life. 
You know, spending a week through reading someone's email history, you can learn about their banking, investing, childcare, business, and shopping habits, not to mention personal messages between friends and family members. And if this gives listeners the creeps, that's good. It should. You know, I, I want to splash some cold, <laughs> wet water on your faces and go, whoa, I hadn't thought of that. So, you know, my goal is that maybe you'll go and check that password that's, you know, password one, two, three, four, exclamation mark, and pick something a little better than that. Well, I think I think a large de- degree of, of the problem, too, though, is folks are using the same one over and over, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that, that hurts you. And the other, you know, I know it's not just Yahoo either. When we uh, get involved in, in folks that, and hear about folks with hacked emails, AOL seems to be pretty high on the list too. <laughs> Absolutely. AOL and, and even just their email accounts. You know, we've had clients in their law firm have their email accounts hacked and then send emails to their existing clients. Um, and, you know, it, it's, it's scary. We've had a couple close calls where they get um, a request for a bank transfer along with some routing numbers. And if they didn't have the extra measure to verify the routing numbers before transferring money, the money would have gone. Fortunately, it hasn't happened to our clients, but I've heard of cases of other CEOs I know of MSPs, and I'm sure you guys might have heard some, some existing stories where oh, yeah. if that happens, your money's gone. Mm-hmm. There's, no, there's no one due. The bank doesn't protect you from that. It's done. An amazing number of law firms have had problems like that, so they, they do need to be wary of it. Well, before we move on to our next segment, let's take a quick commercial break. At least 80 of the 100 biggest law firms in the country have been hacked since 2011. Protect your firm and your clients from cyber attacks with SiteLock. Their industry-leading cloud-based suite of website security solutions includes website scanning, web application firewall, including DDoS mitigation, and 24-7, 365 U.S.-based customer support. Give your firm and your clients peace of mind knowing their information is secure. Learn more at sitelock.com forward slash legal forward slash digital detectives. Does your law firm need an investigator for a background check, civil investigation, or other type of investigation? PINow.com is a -a one-of-a-kind resource for locating investigators anywhere in the U.S. and worldwide. The professionals listed on PI Now understand the legal constraints of an investigation, are up-to-date on the latest technology, and have extensive experience in many types of investigation, including workers' compensation and surveillance. Find a pre-screened private investigator today. Visit www.pinow.com. I bet you didn't think about running a business when you were in law school, but now that you have your own practice, you're constantly looking for tips on marketing, accounting, practice management, and so much more. I'm Christopher Anderson, and you can get expert business advice on my podcast, The Unbillable Hour, found on legaltalknetwork.com, iTunes, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Digital Detectives on the Legal Talk Network. Today, our topic is cybersecurity for Macs. Our guest is Tom Lambot, the CEO of Global Mac IT, a national managed service provider that provides complete end-to-end legal technology services to Mac-based law firms. So, Tom, talk, talk with me about mobile device management. Uh, I, I think that there's a perception that Mac users believe 
with their iPhones and iPads, they're secure enough with the Touch ID and then just changing email passwords if employees leave. What's wrong with that? So the first thing to touch on is the Touch ID. Um, A a lot of people, again, are taking a kind of a false sense of, hey, I've got Touch ID enabled, so I'm good. You know, they have to cut my finger off in order to unlock my phone. <laughs> the problem is, you know, once you try putting your ID, if, if your thumb is wet or something like that and it doesn't work, what happens? It asks you for a password to enter. So if you're still using a four-digit password, that's very easy to hack. Um, one out of seven phones can, actually be, can be hacked with the top 10 passwords. I think uh, let's say we had seven people, seven of us on the call right now. Um, one of us can probably have our phones hacked if we sit there and try to put in the top ten passwords. So, just relying on Touch ID isn't enough. You want to make sure you're using a more complex password. There's one little tip for that. Um, the other one is the mentality that hey, if an employee leaves and they've got email on their phone, all we need to do is change the email password and we're good. And a lot of people think that is a good solution. Again, the smaller the firm, the less likely they are to have a mobile device management solution in place. So the problem by only changing your password is it doesn't remove any data from their phone. It simply blocks them from sending or receiving any new email accounts. All the contacts, calendars, emails, attachments, sensitive client information um, is still on their phone. So you do not have control over that data if your approach is simply to change the password. So that's why it's really important to roll out a true uh, mobile device management solution, no matter how small your firm is. Uh, So you can retain control if and when something happens. you know, again, it, the smaller the firm, the more laid back they are, the more we trust everybody, right? It's a beautiful, happy family. Nothing's ever going to happen. Oh, Susie, you know, she'll be with us forever until the day she's not, you know? And, and so it, it's important to plan for those things. So when a negative situation occurs, the reaction isn't stressing out and losing sleep and hoping nothing bad happens, but instead of, hey, it's too bad she went AWOL, but at least we've got these measures in place and all our data secure. So, Tom, I've, I've got my own ideas on here, but Mac users and protecting themselves, can you tell our listeners if there's anything that they could probably implement today that's going to help improve their security posture? And, and I'm going to listen to see if your answer is the same as the ones I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, you know, so a couple easy ones just that, that, are, that are so easy I mean, once you hear this, and I urge the listeners, once you hear this, my, my hope is that you can't unhear it. It's so easy, you can't not take action. That's my goal. Uh, so the first one is to use full disk encryption, okay? The reason you need to enable this is if you don't have this turned on, if your computer gets into my hands, with five minutes and a screwdriver, I can take the hard drive out, plug it into an external USB uh, hard drive case, and I'd be accessing all of the data on your hard drive. Okay. If you have File Vault enabled, it encrypts everything on your hard drive, so nobody can do that. So File Vault is built into your Mac operating system. It's very easy to enable. Just Google how to enable File Vault, and you're you're on your way. What do you think about that one, John? Is that in line so far? That's yeah. That's so far. So far, you're you're doing doing good. And the the best part of File Vault is it's free. <laughs> <laughs> it's free. It's easy, and you know it's uh, you just gotta enable it. Uh, another one, and you mentioned this earlier, John, um, 
with passwords. Uh, you've got to use a password manager, a specific tool built to do just that thing. The only way that you could, that users can move away from using the three passwords that they have, right? They have the one password they always use forever. Then their one website said, hey, you've got to add a number in here. So they took that password and added a random number at the end. That's their level two security password. And then one day their bank said, hey, you've got to have some kind of special character. So they took password seven and they added a dollar sign at the end. And that's their extremely secure password. And they use those three for everything. So you have to move away from using the same password for everything. The easiest way to do that is to use a password manager. Uh, on the Mac platform, hands down, the best one is 1Password. That's the number one and password. Um, and it's it, they even have a Windows uh, option as well, so it can stay in sync between your iPhone, your iPad, your computer, uh, and it makes it really easy to, to kind of implement that. Um, and the third and last one is to install anti-malware software on your Macs. Um, a lot of diehard Mac users will, will, will I can hear them, um, <laughs> you know, uh, making all types of comments when I say that. But um, <laughs> you can transfer, you know, uh, infected files to other users. Um, it, again, malware and, hour, and adware, we are removing those on a weekly basis for our clients. Even with our tools installed, there's still some things that get by. Uh, so we recommend Clam XAV uh, as well as Malwarebytes Anti-Malware for Mac. Both are great solutions. They do not slow down the computer. They work really well, and they're very inexpensive as well. I, I would I would add one more, Tom, and and it's free as well. And and that's and that's install updates. You know, there's a reason these guys distribute updates, and it's amazing how how many users that we run into anyway that just don't they don't apply them. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, definitely. Um, it's it's easy to do, and it's also easy not to do. Well, let's let's go back to those small firms. You know, you've got say a Mac-based firm of five to ten users. What would you recommend that they be doing to protect themselves uh, and their confidential data? So it, you know, on, on top of the basic ones we just talked about, you know, one of the first ones is to roll out a mobile device management solution for all their devices. Okay, this includes laptops desktops, mobile devices such as iPhones and iPads. Uh, you need to have something that can allow a firm to retain control or over the data. Okay, And without a mobile device management solution, you simply cannot do that. Uh, and out of our client base, I would say less than 5% you know, had a mobile device management solution in place. Uh, and it's not hard. Some of them are more expensive, uh, some very small uh, options are out there as well. So, you know, do some research and find something and roll it out. Another one that, that we use that I highly recommend is Cisco Umbrella. Uh, and this is a cloud security platform that provides kind of a first line of defense against threats on the internet where, you know, wherever users may go. Uh, so this protects them from phishing attacks and DNS spoofing and all kinds of things where people think they're logging to a website, but it's really another website that's just, you know, collecting data. Um, so that's another layer of security. Um, and then the third one that I recommend is to use a next generation firewall. Um, don't use a $70 router off the shelf from Best Buy. Um, you know, you need an enterprise grade cloud connected device. Uh, the, the modern firewalls and routers are connected to the cloud. So the security definitions are always updated. You know, they, they, they the ones previously, someone had to log in and manually do those updates. So those never happened. Um, so those are three. It's definitely not 
everything, but those are a few things they can get started with to kind of raise. The, the, the foc- what we focus on is really having multiple layers of security. There, there's not a one-shot solution, uh, and, and so you want to look at it from multiple different angles. So, Tom, what, what role is, is Global Mac IT able to play in terms of increasing security measures for, for Mac-based law firms? And, and don't forget, tell our listeners how, how folks can contact you. Yeah, so people can t- contact me. I'll say that because I'll, I'll forget that first. Uh, they can shoot me an email at tom at globalmacit.com. Uh, they can also go to our website at globalmacit.com, and uh, they can sign up there for our newsletter called Mac Law Advisor, which is tailored just for Mac using attorneys. Uh, we also have a couple white papers that I've written and copies of my books they can request online as well to kind of help uh, educate themselves on what they need. Um, in terms of helping our, uh, you know, Mac-based law firms increase their security measures, um, we only have one service, and we, we do everything for our clients. We just take the entire role of technology off of their plate, so they can focus on what they do. And included in our service is kind of doing a full audit of where our clients are, you know, currently. Uh, and we compare that with our checklist of kind of best practices they want to implement. And then we just kind of work, you know, piece by piece, getting all those different additional layers in place uh, to greatly increase their, their level of security. Well, we want to thank you for joining us today, Tom. We really had a good time talking to you at ABA Tech Show. And of course, uh, Macs are a uh, an increasing force within the legal industry. And that tends to be especially true among the, the solo small firm markets. So I know that you've given them just some wonderful advice and insights today. So thank you for taking the time to join us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Well, that does it for this edition of Digital Detectives. And remember, you can subscribe to all the editions of this podcast at LegalTalkNetwork.com or on iTunes. If you enjoy this podcast, please review us on iTunes. And you can find out more about Sensei's digital forensics, technology, and security services at SENSEIENT.com. We'll see you next time on Digital Detectives. Thanks for listening to Digital Detectives on the Legal Talk Network. Check out some of our other podcasts on LegalTalkNetwork.com and in iTunes.